Pee-wee Kirkland, platinum on the block with consistent hits. While Pharrell keep talking this music shit. Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. I'm one of three hosts. The two others, in the following order, are Miles. Why am I second? And Jackie. Hello. See, that's how you do it, Miles. Now you're third. You know what? Jackie just said hello. That's what I was looking for. I should be third behind your wife. Well, this is a different... You don't understand how numbers work. We're a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... Uh, when it's a TV anime on the air. And when it's not, uh, there are no rules. It's just anarchy. Uh, Recently, we've been watching anime from all over the spectrum, from modern-day TV shows to OVAs of the 90s, cinematic, theatrical movies. But we still love JoJo's. But we still love JoJo's, and we tend to approach things through a JoJo lens, if we want to sound academic. This week... We watched Yoshiaki Kawajiri's 1993 movie, Ninja Scroll. Uh, this is sort of a follow-up to um, our viewing of uh, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust, um, which uh, we thoroughly enjoyed and was another um, theatrical anime film. Um, this, however, is not based on a book like Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust was... Uh, but this is loosely based on a series of books. We'll talk more about it later on. But being that we are a JoJo podcast, we are going to read your emails in a little place called, ooh, I didn't think ahead here. Um, oh, uh, 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 what do you got? Just Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scrolls? Yeah. Scroll suppository. L- listener Scrolls. Suppository? Do you know what that means? The Chamber of Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Carrier, we're gonna take. We're gonna just read what our listeners send us. We have an email that is Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. and listeners send us their thoughts on what we last watched, what we'll be watching next, or sometimes in response to things we said to their last email. Stop doing that. Last week we watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Episodes one through four. So yes, we saw the dog. <laughs> this email is from Talia, and in true Talia fashion, <laughs> it's a lot of text. Yay! But I, I pre-read it, and and there's good stuff in here. Uh, the subject is force equals mass times acceleration plus brotherhood. I like it. It's FMAB, which is how you abbreviate the show. So still listening to the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood app of your podcast. Uh, I'm going to have to summarize. I've read the manga. I've seen the original, a good chunk of this one. I don't think I could say Brotherhood is better because the first is just a rehash and it feels a little rushed because, and so they kind of skip through some of the emotional impact and it doesn't land as effectively as the original. I think that might be true. I can see that. I will also point out though that for a lot of us, since we saw the original FMA anime, that a lot of things are going to land. It's harder for us to judge no, how deep they are. You, you don't think so? I don't know. Me, I mean, maybe, maybe I should rewatch the episode again of the original. But like, I just feel like the original had more emotional impact 
uh, when we find out that the the girl and the dog that he like fucking experimented on his daughter like yeah I, I think like it was actually like done in a way that was like more emotional mm. and i just think in general like it was like sweeter i don't know it like was the, sweeter yeah like the relationship not that part but i mean oh. like like it just feels like more emotional the relationship between the two brothers and you know why they want to help each other and stuff like i think that it's they they uh dive into that a little more well yeah i mean it- yeah to be uh full disclosure we've only seen a small chunk of brotherhood but if that's yeah you you're you're just going off your impressions from early yes 2003 series or whatever it was um i'm just saying i agree with talia okay that's fair you're allowed to do that uh talia continues if i were an alchemist i would be a down low human transmutation alchemist uh i would do it just to change my appearance like if I gain weight and got fat, I would just draw a transmutation circle and change my body. So I'd just be like a plastic surgeon. So that would be like, um, uh, what's the stand? Uh, Snow White? Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. 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 Snow White would be, you know, cause Cinderella, now that I think about it, even though it's an eighties band, it makes sense for someone who changes their appearance. I never thought no, about it this. Does it? Yeah. Cause Cinderella, she like looks like a fancy lady when she goes to the ball that's true the like fairy the, godmother g- gives her up like uh, makes her p- like presentable as a fancy lady yeah yeah it's get, it's fairy godmother eye for the poor girl yes. on netflix yeah yeah she well she makes over the mice she makes over the shitty pumpkin mm-hmm. she makes over her shoes or mm-hmm. are the shoes actually glass slippers in cinderella uh i think the shoes were the only thing that were just like made from nothing and that's why they stayed. Yeah, because he looks for. He's not like, oh, the shitty. Like everything else was transformed. Everything, everything else was transformed into fr- from something else. Like a pumpkin turns into the carriage, and the uh, weiss, ter- weiss, mice turn into horses. And uh, let him go down to the river and turn his mice to horses. I don't know what that is. Anyone? Swords to plowshares. Okay, I guess I'm the only one who is like a God-fearing man on this podcast. Whatever. <laughs> I read the Bible. I don't know what you're talking about. Swords into plowshares? There's like a, it's a piece in the Bible about like, take your swords and turn them into farming tools. So like no yeah, more Yeah, but fighting. the way you referred to it was his mice and horse. I mean, how are I we forgot. To- I'm, I forgot how smart I am and that you just don't understand. <laughs> I'll, next time I'll just say some stupid shit that'll work <laughs> for you. No, that was a pretty obtuse way of approaching that reference jackie is giving me the dirtiest look of all time I i'm love just it. like what anyway look one day you'll thank me <laughs> uh let's just let's continue with this email the manga okay. is awesome top five all time as is trigon maximum uh to mark there is a good one shot of trigon that stars Day the blade but it's not written by naito came out around the time that the badlands rumble movie came out i forgot about that movie i saw that in philly i assume trigon is on your list uh if not i'm recommending that uh yeah it's on the list I'm also recommending Gungrave. I, oh yeah, Talia likes that. It's a follow-up by the Trigon person. I think it was a video game first that the, that the Trigon writer came up with, and then they turned it into an anime. Um, and Talia also recommends Blood Blockade Battlefront, which also the same author, Trigon. Uh, Jackie, you uh, do you have the email open? You might want to read this next part. I'm read. I, I see it. I'm here. Do you want to read it? Well, I don't want. I don't. Uh, again, I don't care about anybody's Max Payne opinions, but. Max Payne, apparently. Max Payne 1 is the best no matter how you slice it. Story is better. Visuals are better. Level design is better. Uh, 
there are no these are not opinions uh look at the max Payne character model from one and compare it to the one for max Payne two also max Payne one has the blood trails to follow which was creepy as fuck also max Payne three was just a generic rockstar game it wasn't bad but i wouldn't say it was good either uh there's there- a bill hicks joke about the cross being the symbol of the christianity for anyone who wasn't listening to the last episode i just uh I, I mentioned i called it a bong hit moment where i felt like why is the cross the symbol of Christianity? Uh, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I see lust. Um, Capitalized meaning the character in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. So I believe I did say last episode that I don't care what anybody else thinks about Max Payne. <laughs> Even if it's right along with your feelings? Yeah, I don't care because I know what, how I feel. But I will let it go because uh, everything you said is correct. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I don't understand how you think. Mark, I don't care what you think. Hey, this isn't for you. We have millions of listeners that need to hear this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, Talia, how you can say that the level design in Max Payne 1 is better. Are you kidding? But then in the same email mentioned following the blood trails, which is this annoying, like walking on a straight line sequence in Max Payne 1 that is it's annoying. It's so good. It's a cool dream sequence, but it's not fun to play. I enjoyed it. I mean... I don't like my Those video my games fa- my favorite, to feel like a sobriety test. My favorite parts of Max Payne were the uh, were the dreamy parts. But running on a straight line, it was just annoying. Yeah, but you you listen and the 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 sounds get louder for you to figure out which way to go. Yeah, but then you fall off and die as well. Well, don't fucking fall off. Be better. Well, at I the game. I did, but it was annoying. I feel like there were harder parts uh, to this game, like more stupider parts than that. Listen. <laughs> Boys go to Jupiter. There was one part to get um, more stupider. Oh, I don't even remember what it was, but it had something to do. You're like walking outside some buildings and there's like a truck and you have to do something. And it's like really hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. That part was stupid. I don't remember what it is. Every time I play it, I forget. <laughs> every time, every, <laughs> every time, time I play, every Max time, Payne. every time I play it. No, because I, I beat that game several times when I was younger. But like every time I get to that part, I'm like, what are you fucking supposed to do here again? <laughs> like what? I don't, I don't know where to go go i've been everywhere that's like in mario rpg where if you don't remember that frog fuchsia says the next star is on star hill then that part of the map never unlocks so if you're like i'll get back to this game in a week you're just like wandering around like what the fuck? that actually happened to me as a kid i got like yeah. like i kept playing mario rpg and you know i'm a dumb little kid so i don't know how to play video games or like get far enough to like beat them so you know, I would get up to a certain point and then I would just restart because I'm like, I don't know where to go. Uh, or or it, or I was like under leveled or something and I was like, I don't know how to grind. So <laughs> what is grinding? Um, grinding. But, but there was one part I was like the farthest I'd ever gotten. And then I was like, where do I go? Like there's no part. And then I just went, tried to go everywhere to figure out where to go. And it was just that it was, I missed. You just I have missed. to go back to Tadpole Pond, walk up to Frog Fuchsius and press A. And he's like, I have news for you. The next star is conveniently on a place called Star Hill. And then that part of the map opens. Yeah. This is a Jojo podcast. No, we and promise then what I did, you. what I did was I went, like I remembered, I was like, okay, I need to go to Frog Fuchsius. And so I go there and I just walk around. And I like, I talked to everyone but him. Like I Oof. walked in, ev- I went to every part and I was like, there must be something here. I, I think I talked to everybody but him. Rookie mistake. And gave up. <laughs> All right. Miles, do you want to read this next one? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You didn't think you you didn't have to do anything on this podcast, did you? Well, I kind of zoned out because I haven't played Max Payne. Oh, Uh, it's good. This, I'm not talking about it, okay? 
<laughs> Thank well, you, Miles. This email is from Peach, and it's I can't think of a clever subject. You're right. <laughs> hello, 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 JJB Pod. First time writer, but fairly long time listener. Peach here, popping in to say hi. But that's not all. I'm still catching up on the pod, and I have about 40 episodes to go, though I have listened to a couple of the most recent eps. But I've been itching to write in for months, and I honestly was tired of Oh, my God. Months? Peach. Just write. (laughs) Just write to us. It's fine. (laughs) Sure was weird tuning into the latest app and suddenly finding out that Miles, spelled M-A-I-U-L-E-S, has a kid now. And also, there's a Patreon. (laughs) The last app actually worked out pretty well for me since I had just started watching FMAB again at the start of this week. I tried watching it months ago with my younger sister, but within a few days, she was a couple seasons ahead of me, and I gave up. It's a pretty good show so far, and I really like the interactions between Alphonse and Edward. They make a pretty great duo. Also, stuff about the war that's mentioned is brought up pretty shortly after, so no need to worry. I have a JoJo's question for Marek, spelled M-A-H-R-E-C-K, actually. Marek. This is a dig at us being sensitive about the spelling of our yeah. names. If we ever do get Part 6 anime, and God, I hope we do, what song would you like to see as the ED? My personal choice is Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai. Firstly, because I feel like it fits a certain couple of characters. Secondly, because of a Part 6 animation someone made with the song. And thirdly, because I'm biased and just like it i won't link the video but it shouldn't be that hard to find i know this email is getting long but i have one more thing to bring up that is an anime wreck which in this case is doro hedoro you've probably had it suggested before but i refuse to shut up about this series the plot is a bit confusing but i love the characters and the entire aesthetic also the main character Kamen shares a voice actor with okuyasu and i love him dearly Sorry for dragging this on. I just have so many pent-up thoughts. Peach. P.S. Every time I fight some guys, I wake up winning a tourney. A tourney. A tourney. It's it's tournament, so it should be tourney. Okay, fine. You get it. Or tournament. It's tournament. Isn't it tournament? Yeah. I say tournament. Yeah, but, say, but you don't say, say tournament. You don't say fighting game tourney. I say turn. What do I say? You probably say tourney. I don't know what I say anymore. I'm confused. <laughs> I, I just say the wrong word. I say tourniquet. But that's me. Tourney, tourney. Uh, thanks Tournament. for the email, Peach. Tournament. Thanks, thanks for listening. I, uh, I hate to tell you this, but uh, the 40 episodes you're behind on, they're just a bunch of white noise and static and awful sounds. We just put on a few Mersbow albums. I like... No, there's one episode like that and you have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how people think that they like that there's like a completeness to that like you have to listen to everything otherwise otherwise you can't write in it's like uh like you know like with a with a sitcom like you can watch a random episode and it doesn't really matter like you know there is a continuity to us i think you know (laughs) there's some storylines miles uh starting a family (laughs) yeah you know well it's like yeah (laughs) <laughs> us is, not doing a patreon and then doing a patreon yeah to I, support miles's new family i guess that's right <laughs> i guess listen Pete, if you don't subscribe to the patreon my baby will starve no. oh my god that's on you i can't believe the government won't open up the patreons anymore we have to be able to support ourselves <laughs> um yeah it, it's i guess it is it's like i guess peach just like 
you know you're you're following the continuity and then suddenly you skip ahead to like the you know <laughs> to also, the more also, current yeah. episodes and then it's like oh wait a minute <laughs> suddenly the one of the main characters has a kid <laughs> also for peach peach may have just found out that there is a deadly virus that uh, has infected <laughs> the world and we're recording remotely now so this is where peach gets their news uh, so you also, had to find out I hope people don't feel like if they write in about stuff that happened in the past that they're going to waste anyone's time because this whole thing is a waste of time. (laughs) This whole thing. Yeah, we don't really care. Like trying to actually like answer like what stand we would have or whatever. It's just like, "Eh, I don't know. It's 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 fine if if someone already retread old ground. Uh, However, no one has asked the question you asked, which is if we get the part six anime, which we wish we might. uh, What song would you like to see as the ending? I think virtual insanity would work. I also have seen that animation, um, which thinking about it now, someone just did that animation because the hat similarities. Maybe that was obvious to anyone who's seen it and read part six of the Jojo manga. But uh, I just realized now that it's because of the hat of the character they were drawn as. I think that's a good song. I don't know if it fits in time-wise. I'm trying to remember when part six takes place. Um... It feels right, though. Virtual Insanity is like a turn-of-the-century song. I, I like, do not know that song. Do I know that virtual song? Virtual Insanity. Okay, do you remember? How does it go? Day, virtual Insanity. Oh, I do know that song. I can't believe you got that from that. I was about to redo it because I was like, there's no way that Well, sounded. what's your version, Mark? Nothing. You put me on the spot. I won't do it now. Aww. No, I have it's to go. 1996 is when it came out. Really? Okay. It's Jackie. The video is when it's the guy with a big, like, fuzzy pillbox hat, and he's in a room where the floor is shifting, mm-hmm. and he's dancing as like the furniture kind of slides all around him. Mm. Like, it's a cool video. It's ju- oh. it's just him. It's a fixed camera, and shit is sliding all around. Jamiroquai is good, by the way. I, I need so, to sit down and listen. W- uh, when does part six takes place? Is nineteen ninety six when it takes place? No, because uh, ninety six would be, I think, part five. Mm. or no because part four is like 1999 i think isn't it or is it 95 fuck part four jojo year 999 jackie's just blasting this on her phone (laughs) mark's mark's looking things up anyway he's gonna cut this out Maybe. Okay. Part six, I don't know exactly when it takes place, but it's definitely after 2000 because part four was 99. Mm-hmm. And part five, I think, does take place right after and six follows that. So what's the, theme, what's, the, what's the theme or the vibe of this so that I can come up with a song that matches? What, of part six? In like the 2000s, yeah. I don't want to tell you that. Well, I need something to go off of. <sighs> so that i can I pick can't. a song I otherwise can't i can't answer this question I, I might feel okay telling you something but maybe the listeners don't want to know anything about part six everyone is very spoiler sensitive these days i don't want to fuck that up okay. so it does say that this question was for mark so it d- does it say that yes all right this fine. this listener was protecting you all right i don't have to expose you to the deadly spoilers of part six what's your answer then mark I think Virtual Insanity works, even though it's a few years old by that point. I think the same was kind of true for, um, who does that wake up feeling so horny song? Jodeci. Was it around the same time? Otherwise, um, part six came out. The comic book came out between 2000 and 2003. Uh, So you know what? 
what if it was just like system of a down or something like let's just let's let's go away mm. from like a, a soulful sexy vibe i definitely have a soft pop some favorite songs from 2003 let's do some new metal i think it should be missy elliott missy elliott oh that yeah, would work like some something by that, her that would work yeah. yeah i don't know maybe maybe uh Maybe get your freak on or... If you were trying to keep... I know I just A said horny that. song, One Minute Man. Yeah, something like that. One Minute Man. Eh, maybe. Does she have like anything? I, she's not really... It's not really her thing. Anything that's a little more sensual? Oh, yeah. What does she have? Dog and Heat. Ew. That's such a disgusting term. I mean, a uh, name for a song. I think it's Dog and Heat. If it's not, we're moving on. I think it's Dog <laughs> and Heat. I promise you. Featuring Red Man and Method Man? Yeah. Doesn't feel like it's going to be a let's sensual song. Let's try it. I feel like it's going to be two dudes from New York yelling at me. No. Which is the best kind of music. <laughs> Give me that. Funk. Yes, this is it. Okay. Funk. This might work. Yeah. Give me that. This actually wasn't the one I was thinking of, but God it works. Damn it, it works. Jackie. This All whole right. album is great, ladies and gentlemen. Just listen to the whole album. Listeners, listener to So Addictive by Missy Elliott and think about the early 2000s, except for any, like, you know, important big events that happened in one of those years. I'm looking up the lyrics to just find what song I'm thinking of. Okay, well, I'm going to move on. This email is from... <gasps> It's Old School Joint is the name of the song. Bizarre Buccaneer writes, Long time no see as a subject line. For those that don't know, Bizarre Buccaneer was our first ever emailer who started this terrible OG. trend of contacting us. Yes, the OG. Hey gang, sorry for the long time in between writing. That's fine. It's okay. I've been more focused on other things like school and work, but I'm That's writing important. again to ask about beach episodes in anime. Since it's summertime, do you guys have any favorite beach episodes? I know they're just an excuse for fan service but i really do like seeing characters hang out in summer wear since my usual outfit is a hawaiian shirt and shorts stay safe and thanks for the entertainment bizarre buccaneer thanks for writing good to hear from you glad you're focusing on more important things yeah <laughs> like school and work <laughs> your job is not to write into us <laughs> yeah do that more no whatever whatever puts food in your mouth do that which is not emailing us um beach episodes i feel like love hina had a good one Probably. Um, if you're like uh, a horny teenage boy who gets off from watching anime, that's probably a good way to go. A good uh, beach game is uh, Dead or Alive. <laughs> yeah, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Dead or Alive Beach. Uh, yeah. Um, I, was, I, I was reminded of the Pokemon episode I showed Jackie a clip of that they did not show in the US where <gasps> Team Rocket goes to the beach in disguise Jesse, I don't I think she just has her hair back, but James has inflatable fake breasts that just oh. look like breasts. You don't watch the show and think, oh, yeah, those are obviously balloons or something. He just straight up has like a big rack. And nice. uh, Misty is is put off by this. Um, and they didn't show it outside of uh, Asia. Bunch of prudes. There's also a Pokemon episode where there's a surfing Pikachu. So that's also cool. And that's not the Alola Pikachu. It's a different, just a blue Pikachu that surfs. I think there's a blue Pikachu. Well. I said, I told Mark about this blue Pikachu before, but I'm pretty sure there's a blue Pikachu that surfs. Pika blue. Yeah, but, that, but that's Pika blue is what we call. <laughs> no, it was just a Pokemon. It was just a regular Pikachu, but it turned blue. 
Right, but Pika Blue was what we thought from second gen. It was the first um, Meryl. Yeah, Meryl. Meryl. Miles, can you think of any good uh, beachy episodes? The only one I could think of is Love Hina. I think that's oh, the only that? anime I've watched with the beachy. Yeah, I watched it when I was a horny teen. Yeah. I'm exactly pretty sure right. our friend burned it for me. Uh, that may have been me. Horny teen friends. Oh, so you were the source of the horniness. That's right. Aren't oh, I no. It's tw- you've twisted my horniness. <laughs> I've twisted it. You'll never know who you are now. Is there a JoJo's beach episode? Morio is like by the beach, right? Um. Oh, man. I sea? wish you didn't ask that. Now people are going to be like, these fucking frauds can't <laughs> think of every single moment in JoJo. Ah. Um. There. Okay. Well, there's an island episode that actually is somewhat relevant to today's movie which is when they're on the island of um, not Abdul and there's that genie that's oh, reviving yeah. Polnareff's sister and mm-hmm. then they piss in his mouth. Spoiler alert. Um, that voice actor is somebody in Ninja Scroll. I promise you. By the way, Ninja Scroll is on Hulu. Uh, oh yeah, the really badass guy, the stone guy in the beginning who throws that big boomerang and kisses weird is the voice of Cameo and Jojo. That's kind of beachy. Um, there's also something with sun in part three, like, mm. oh yeah, Kakyoin is like out by the pool sunning, but he's still wearing his full green school <laughs> uniform, I think. Um, and then, and then the fake Kakyoin's eating a coconut in Singapore. I also think, uh, Azumanga goes to the beach, um, and Azumanga's just always fun. I'm sure there's some good jokes about hitting watermelons with sticks. Uh, which is this weird Japanese tradition they do when they go to the beach. I think you're like, you get blindfolded and then instead of just slicing open a watermelon and serving it, they like hit it. It's like a pinata game, but they break it. I'm pretty everyone... sure we watched that episode for this very pot. Did we? I know we watched a few Azumanga episodes and I had to get in New Year's Chiyo-chan's dad. And I guess that may have been a third was a chill one. Oh, right. Cause they go and that's where, um, Miss Hikari gets drunk and explains, uh, adult intercourse <laughs> to them. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Azumanga Dayo is such a chill show. We need to, we need to get back into that. Yeah. In these trying times. Um, I do like a beach episode, not just for fan service, uh, but for chillness. And I'm, I'm trying to get better at beating watermelons with sticks blindfolded. So, I find it very helpful. Are we still reading emails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to... Wait. Oh, oh. Is this one? Uh, Miles, this one's for you. <laughs> it's for you. Okay. Uh, this is from Eric. Eric. <laughs> it is spelled that way. He didn't just clear his throat. Long time-ish listener, first time writer here. Apologies in advance for any already asked questions. I haven't entirely caught up yet on all the old eps, so I can't be certain there are new questions. First, what are your guys' favorite stands based solely on their design? My personal favorite is spoilers. 20th Century Boy from Part 7. Second, specifically for Miles, how did you end up a Spurs fan? I'm a Chelsea fan, and my introduction was via the 2010 World Cup and watching Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba. Finally, I just wanted to express my thanks to y'all for making such a great podcast. I listen primarily on my drive to work, and it definitely brightens my day amidst the typical morning dread. That's nice. 
Thank you. P.S. Thank you for shouting out my iTunes review where I said I wanted Miles to adopt me. It's because you are one of the most naturally hilarious people I've ever heard, and you make me laugh out loud every episode. Every Damn, episode. Damn, Miles. Oh, oh, pressure. That's why we chose Miles for the pod. Uh, <laughs> oh, word. I don't mean to play favorites. Mark and Jackie, you are wonderful, too. I'll take it. <laughs> that, yeah, it's fine with me. What I like a lot now about the iTunes review is the fact that this Eric wrote, I want Miles to adopt me, and then went to his job in a car. Like, <laughs> like I pictured like some like 15-year-old high schooler, but instead this guy's like a hedge fund manager or something. Um, Listen, I- Eric, if I ever want to expand my family, yeah. uh, I'll hit you up. Aw. I, I just like how, uh, you know, even if Miles is everyone's favorite, I'm just glad nobody writes or reviews and says like, this podcast is great, except for Jackie. You know, like <laughs> nobody's no. like, they need to kick this one off. Um, I always imagine that I'm divisive because I feel like <laughs> I don't like a lot of the stuff that we watch. Uh, uh, m- maybe some people, some people probably find you annoying, but they keep that to themselves. Yeah, people Thank like you for me. keeping it to yourself. I don't want to know. <laughs> Uh, Jackie, do you want to read the final email? Final email. Wait, we haven't answered any of these questions. Read. What are the questions? God damn it. Favorite stands based on design. Oh, shit. I'll answer the question directed to me because it's easier. I became a Tottenham Hotspur fan because I... So in FIFA, you could play like a career mode as a manager and Tottenham Hotspur hired me and I liked playing as them. This was like in 2013. Where are they from? Because of video games. That's an English city? Tottenham. It's in Northern London. Oh. Oh. So Tottenham. you're so you're randomly a fan of a of a UK soccer team? Yeah, I mean, I imagine everyone else who follows the Premier League, which is the British top flight soccer league, also has a random reason for following the team that they follow. I give Eric credit for having a more real reason than me, though. So. Yeah, why don't you like a British soccer team that you have skin in the game for? I don't know. You know, think about all that you owe the city of Chelsea. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Chelsea is also a London soccer team. They're in West. Chelsea. They're in the West End. They're doing Broadway musicals. Broadway. Mark, you idiot. Um, let's listen. As what are you talking about? West End is like a famous theater neighborhood in London. But I said Broadway, which would be a New York like mm-hmm. musicals aren't exclusive to uh though i guess if they were you could do a broadway musical outside of broadway right because yeah, broadway would just characterize it as yeah. the place where it debuted mm-hmm. i'm not stupid at all um okay stands based on design i think that i last time i was asked this I, I i think that i was just sort of like i do like the world a lot i like the oxygen tanks and that it's just a jacked ass stand the suspenders i could kind of go without though so i should probably think of an alternate I do like a lot of the later stands, like pretty much once they got to that uh, Abdul Piss Island and all the stands started to look like ancient stone robots. I, I kind of like some of those designs. I like Spice Girl. Spice Girl is cool. She's a lady. I like Cinderella because she's also a, a booby lady. She's a, a robot. pointy Madonna bra lady. Um, I like Purple Haze. Ooh, Purple Haze is good. I like yeah yeah and, purple haze is really creepy and we like the sexy one the fucking voice the fucking answering machine one that uh <laughs> is it sexy abakio has yeah i remember. remember it was like perfectly genderless and yet c- kind of smooth <laughs> oh yeah it was yeah <laughs> what's oh, that fucker's and name you know what i like uh i like kira's stand too kira has a good uh, oh yeah like mewtwo stand yes that's right 
Uh, Moody Blues is the sexy voicemail stand. I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. It's actually a little creepy, but can something be sexy and creepy at the same time? Yes. I think yes. Should we set up a phone number so people can leave us sexy voicemails? Yes. Uh, We can, but uh, I don't know. They're going to, if we did that, they, knowing our listeners, they'd be too long and we'd have to like cut, Mark had, would have to edit them too. Well, they come, they, they come or, through Anchor, the podcast hosting platform. And uh-huh. so like, I wonder if they have like a cutoff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. If you've, you have 10 seconds, go. It's like, I'm a big fan. I'm from Utah. Blank. <laughs> Done. Uh, 20th Century Boy is cool. I forgot about this stand. Cause I think when I saw this, I was like, what does it do? Um, but I did not see it in color and it looks cool. Um, I also like some stands that are not uh, not humanoid. Yeah, I was like, just thinking about Man- uh, Mandum, which is from Part 7. Okay. It's a funny name, too. I like... Um, what do I like? Uh, do you like uh, the little tomato devils that uh, Trusardi has? Yes. Pearl those Jam? Are, those are great. Okay. We've gotten uh, that out of the way. Isn't there a stand that's like a bunch of little little guys with lo- the soldiers? Yes, Bad the, Company. The soldiers, that's a good one. Bad Company. Uh, yeah, I like Mandem. It kind of creeps me out. It looks like a mask with no features and tassels, but, you know, sometimes y- it's weird. You want to feel weird? Um, yeah, I got to say that I do think the stands get even better in design. Character design, like facial design in JoJo's, I do like everything that's kind of maybe from now on everyone does kind of look samey and some of the hair you're like Araki, is this what is what is this is this guy a clown what's happening but uh, the stand designs are always awesome uh jackie do you want to read the last one yeah let me find it <laughs> you sound really excited i'm tired um all right all right all right what are we doing uh reading nope. emails these are all the wrong email emails okay this email is from Chad. The subject line is like a movie studio called Books. What? Okay. Aloha, JJB Pod. It's your island boy, Chad. Before I forget, let me answer Jackie's question about how Hawaii is doing mid pandemic. Tourists are almost non existent compared to normal. There's a 14-day mandatory quarantine for all people flying into the state, and violators get fined or sent back. Recent- Lo- love it. Recently, a weird sex cult called Carbon Nation made a lo- made local news because all 21 members of their group decided to come to Hawaii and violate the quarantine. In short, flights are cheap and our economy is almost entirely uh, dependent on visitors, but I don't recommend anyone traveling for fun right now. I don't have Hulu, but Ninja Scroll was one of the first major anime I can remember that really pushed the these cartoons ain't for kids rhetoric which pretty much describes the english language anime publisher manga entertainment perfectly yes as a high schooler i was excited that i looked old enough to not get carded buying a vhs copy what i remember of ninja scroll is a lot of violence and gore and boobs i also recall the main female ninja really getting a raw deal i know some anime still exists like this but i'm glad we have access to a wider variety these days uh, what's something you got before you were technically old enough to have? And when's a time you were happy not to get carded for something? Mahalo, Chad. Hmm. Thanks for writing, Chad. I'm 
glad to hear that, that Hawaii is keeping things safe, but I hope that, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure the economy will bounce back. Even if people are getting COVID, they're going to fly there soon. I feel even like Chad is like our Hawaii correspondent. I don't yeah. In Hawaii. That is exactly how I think of it. I'm we're glad. like we're like what's happening in continental U.S. Ah, yes, we know everything about that. We can, just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, L- listeners from uh, Alaska, write in and and uh, tell us how cold it is. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know about Alaska? Everyone's sad in the winter because um, it's just dark. I think they're nice. I don't know. If you're a resident for long enough, you get a dividend just for living there. Is that true? Yeah, because they're sitting on a bunch of oil money and they distribute it to all the residents. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm going to vote for Sarah Palin now. <laughs> uh, she hasn't been running in a long time. Um, <laughs> what do you guys, do you guys remember getting anything uh, before you were supposed to be old enough to get it? Hmm. All right, I got one. I have a few actually, but. I convinced my mom to subscribe me to this video game magazine. I think it was called Insight. Uh, and it was about video games, but it also had a lot of like scantily clad women in it. And eventually she was just like, this isn't for kids and canceled it. <laughs> you were so close. Did you get to keep the old issues? Yes. Nice. She was like, well, this got through under the <laughs> wire. It's fine. I can't get rid of it. You've already seen it. Was it good? Like, do you think now if you if you saw it, would you be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome? Or would you be like... I- I don't remember like any good journalism from it. I mostly remember being like, "Ooh." I meant, I meant like, was the the horniness good? That's what I meant. I'm pretty sure the horniness was good. Nice. Um. So one thing I remember is that for some reason, my like at the time, like best friend in like when did Fargo come out? I know that's a weird question, but I don't know. 96 Uh, so i was like nine years old and for some reason i think from the trailer my friend thought something about fargo looked really funny and we really wanted to see it and we i begged my parents to let us see fargo but it has an r rating and we were literally nine Mm. and (laughs) i remember my dad going to some site that like tells parents about all the content and movies and he was like i he's like i think it's a no he's like there's like a lot of like ratings for sex and violence and language Mm-hmm. And I think that I still just like beg my parents to let us watch. I just like wouldn't let go. I don't know why. Why did you want to watch it so bad? I there was something about it. It may have just been like the Minnesota accents or something. Sorry to everybody that listens from Minnesota. Um, but I was nine. It was before we all knew better. Um, don't you know? And uh, I don't remember why. I think it was just my friend Raymond really like thought it was so funny, and we just wanted to see this movie called Fargo. Uh, and then I did see it. And I was definitely too young to have watched it. It kind of <laughs> fucked me up when I think Whoa. about that movie. I'm like, oh no. And uh, I should not have seen it. And I oddly don't like Fargo. I like, Really? I love it. I know. I should. I like most of the other Coen Brothers movies that I've seen. And people are like, oh yeah, well Fargo. And I'm like, not Fargo. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I think that it, it, and it might not be, it might just be that it's not for me. It's not what I thought it was going to be. That it is too dark. But it also might be that I was scarred as a kid, <laughs> and my and I we should have listened to those websites that looked out Damn. for for children. Also, we went to this like porn store on the main highway in our town when I was seventeen. We went in there and you know we like laughed at you know dildos and then pretended to laugh at movie covers that really we were like this is good. <laughs> and then uh, I tried to go back there some weeks later, and there was a guy there that wasn't working there the other time, and he was like carded us and was like you guys are no you're 17 you can't come in and i was like but she i was like 
you've let us in here before. Like we've gotten in here and he's like, no, you haven't. And I'm like, no, she's let, let us in here before. And I just pointed to the woman that was there last what? time. Oh my God. And she just was like shaking her head. Like, nope, nope, that didn't happen. And I was like, what the fuck? I should have like described the back room to them to prove it. But, wow. Yeah. Anyway, listeners don't trust children. They don't know any better. Uh, I don't know if I have a story like this. No. No, I think I was pretty good. I think just in general, like I would watch things on TV that I knew I wasn't supposed to watch. And so I'd be ready to change the channel very quickly. Oh, yeah. So like South Park was definitely one of them. Um, And I was too young to watch that. Space Ghost, too. I felt like it felt like like too adult for me (laughs) when I was little. Um, that was just too adult for you though, because some of the humor was like really specific and all the celebrities were like, Bjork. yeah, I don't know. I was just like always ready when something felt like too adult. I was like, I'm ready to change the channel before someone realizes what I'm watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe dead to rights has like uh, parts where you're in a strip club. That's a video game. That is a video game. That's kind of a Max Payne ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. This is now a Max podcast. I got I got it Max because Payne-cast. I thought it was going to be like Max Payne, but I didn't like it as much. Max Payne, I just kept playing over and over again. It's good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Jackie does everything at the right time. Yeah, we I was a pretty good kid. And my parents, I mean, I didn't have any like friends that would like give me porn or whatever <laughs> whatever weird friends you had <laughs> when you're a boy that's kind of a uh, when you're a straight boy i guess no i don't know i don't know what gay kids do for porn but when you're a straight boy you either find porn in the woods in a shack which is just really creepy but at the time you don't care or like someone's dad leaves like their vhs cabinet open and you watch things that you really don't understand oh daria was another one that i would change the channel for um and uh, there was also an mtv what was that like MTV? Like, was it called Undressed? It was kind of like a, yes. a sexy, oh, yeah. like yes. it, they teach you about sex and stuff. But I, I was also still too young, like to know about. Oh, that yeah. Stuff. I remember being interested in it, but something about it felt kind of girly. And so I was like, I don't want to watch because it's kind of a drama, but it's like it. It's very explicit, but but it's not explicit. You don't see anything. You just mean like language wise, they talk about stuff, right? It's very, it's the, yes, they talk about things very directly and they talk about like masturbation and like different ways to do that. And like, there was like all this, but it was like, it's, it's a drama, but it like the plot was always like something for everybody, like sexy stuff. Um, and by the way, educational. Listen, you don't have to just write emails that we make fun of. You can also give us money. Um, if you want to support the podcast, uh, because we have many expenditures, we have uh, an entire staff of 80 people to help. No, if you want to kick us a few bucks to support uh, the dumb shit that we do, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Tiers are $1, which does help, believe it or don't. which means I'll read your name out loud both here on the podcast and into the bathroom mirror at midnight. So Mm. I want to take the first opportunity now to say thank you to Austin, Celeste, Chad, Christian, Caden, Kevin, Martin, Michael, Nick, Tim, Tyler, Candyman, Candyman, and Candyman. No! Oh, no! (laughs) Um... We should have gotten like sponsored by the Candyman remake that's coming out. Um, 
Yeah, so thank you all those are people who give $3 or more a month because you can also give us $20 just for one month and we will watch an anime of your choosing. We'll watch three or four episodes of a show or an entire goddamn movie. Uh, kind of whatever we feel like. But if you're just like, ah, I keep recommending this thing or you know, I've never talked to them but I want them to watch something and they're always watching some shit from the early 90s, just go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, throw $20 at us and say, you gotta watch all of Bleach. And we'll, we won't do that, but we'll watch some of it. Anyway. Do you guys want to take a break for a sec? I would like to. Okay. And we're back. Listen. I don't know if you were paying attention earlier, but I did say that we watched Ninja Scroll or... Jubei Ninpucho, which means Jubei the Wind Ninja, the 1993 Japanese anime movie, which was written and directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri uh, and has pretty much all of your favorite voice actors from the 90s. Um, As I said, it is like an original work. It's not an adaptation like the other Kawajiri movie, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust that we watched. But it is loosely based on um, a series of books or kind of a universe by this guy named Futaro Yamada, um, who like throughout the second half of the 20th century would write these crazy ass ninja books, including like, uh, you know, a female ninja, also known as a Kunoichi, who had a poison in, infused in her body, stuff like that. So, um. You could definitely see some similarities here between this and Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Uh, And I love it, even though this is a little bit grosser. Um, This movie is, uh, it's regarded as, according to Wikipedia, I don't know, one of the most influential anime films ever made. Um, I I would certainly say that, yeah, along with Akira and Ghost in the Shell, it kind of shows the rest of the world uh, that, hey, anime isn't just for children. It can be, you know, something that adults enjoy. Um, the Wachowskis really liked it, uh, and, uh, interpreted it for, they used influence. They were influenced by it when they made the matrix. Um, and the director is that guy who did some segments on the animatrix. Um, and there was a TV series way later in 2003, but I think it just went one season. I've never heard anybody talk about it. So it sucks. Um, what did you guys think of this movie? I liked it okay, and now that you're comparing it to Vampire Hunter D, I think it pales a lot in comparison. Hmm. Interesting. I think it's not quite as cohesive. Yeah. Or yeah. Mm, I don't know if that's quite the word. I don't think I was quite as invested in the characters for sure. Yeah. I mean, because it is, when it comes to the characters, they feel very much like other samurai, because this is basically a samurai movie. It's mm-hmm. not even really... It. I mean, it's kind of... An, it is a ninja-ish movie, but it, it's like a samurai swordplay movie largely, and you've seen all those tropes before. Mm-hmm. You've seen the swordsman who's like, cool, but he's also just like, I only care about money, fuck this town, whatever. Uh, so I don't know if that's why you didn't feel as invested, Miles, but I, I can totally see that sentiment. I can see it from that angle. I thought it was cool. Yeah. It was well animated. Absolutely. Um, well, well, yeah. Let me some just, of the bad guys were in very interesting. Gross, Miles. What, what else? Though, how else would you draw distinctions between this and Vampire Hunter? Duh. 
Uh, I guess like one of the things that struck me was, well, one thing that makes it similar to Vampire Hunter D is you have all these villains with like very special powers that yeah. don't get explained where they came from. I think in that sense, like these villains like hold up. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, well, this is a lot more sexual than Vampire Hunter D. Oh, and yeah. I thought like the sex and the violence were a little bit on the gratuitous side in this one. Mm. Um, and I, I felt like it was more, it fit in better in Vampire Hunter D. And this was like for shock's sake almost. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. I mean, like the nudity here, like I don't think in any capacity someone would call it like tasteful nudity. Yeah. Women yeah. are straight up like, I am full on fucking naked. Look at this shit. Yeah. It's not like, oh yeah, I guess technically her boob is showing. It's like, no, I am a weapon. My body is a distraction or for God's sake, somebody fuck me. What the hell? Uh, mm-hmm. Or I am being assaulted right now. A lot of assault in this, a lot of sexual assault yeah, in this movie. <laughs> I feel like I've, it turns out like every movie before like 1999 if it was an action movie there had to be like the threat of rape in Mm. it it's just like so prevalent and it's one of those things where i'm like you know what i'm kind of glad we don't do this anymore it's just fucking gross um i mean we still do it it's still a topic that can be touched upon but the idea of just being like oh this guy's bad and and this guy's good and he's gonna rescue this woman um i do like though i mean she kind of also uh you know doomed that rock that awful rock guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my my problem with that scene initially, I was like, wait, she's supposed to be like this cool, powerful yeah. ninja. Why is like when this guy like takes her, she just seems to kind of lay there and let him yeah. assault her. Like, shouldn't she be like capable of fighting back? What am I missing here? But then because you learn that her skin is poison or whatever, um, that makes it make more sense, I guess. Like she was like letting it happen because she wanted, she knew that it would poison him and she was okay with that. Um, I mean, so it was like in a way like seemed to be more so her choice. Maybe I don't know. He did also murder the entire clan, like, like moments before. And she watched him like rip the arms off her friend. Yeah. She did look, she did look shocked by that. They intentionally showed her looking like pretty horrified Mm -hmm. that in and of itself, actually, now that I think about it though, that was a little weird because she does act like a complete badass. But then when mm-hmm. she just, you know, just you see one guy get his arms ripped off. Like, what are you freaking out for? Well, I you don't know. know. Like, <laughs> come on. You're a, you're a warrior. You're a poison taster. Um, which they said like that was a job and uh, like it was a common. Mm-hmm. Jo- and I was like, how long do those jobs last? Yeah, it took a mi- It took a while to explain what her power was, which I guess like. I don't know. I guess it built up. It, it was like a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I said to Jackie that I've seen the beginning of this movie a bunch of times. This is the first time I've seen the whole thing. And it makes a lot more sense now why the rock guy, Tessai, why he uh, why he lost. Because I was just like, oh, he's like made out of rocks. And then the samurai's fighting him. And then he just wins, even though the rock guy's like, you can't damage me. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I'm being damaged. And just mm. gets cut in half or whatever happens to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. His boomerang thing hits him in the head and then he falls on it. And it's nasty. A lot of a lot of you know skulls being split in this, which yeah. I enjoy. Yeah, um, it's good. There was a butt snake like cock you in. I honestly think that came out of her vagina. Really? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I'm pretty sure that came out of her vagina. Um, I'm sorry to say this, but I think it was wet. 
Ew. The rest of the snakes were not. That's how it seemed to me. All right. Well, I it, guess I wasn't paying attention. It was pretty. Yeah. I don't think you were because I was expecting a reaction. And yeah, I was like, hmm, I think she was writing a note. Hmm. Um, well, we're going to have to watch it again right after we're done no. with this podcast. Oh, we're no. Call out of work tomorrow. We're watching Ninja Scroll. And then we're going to watch all of both Full Metal Alchemist animes side by side at the same time. No. What were Just high points for you guys? Um, all of the nudity. <laughs> I mean, some of the nudity. I like. Um, I like. I like the intro, the beginning scene where he's eating a, a rice ball and he throws it up in the air to fight some dudes and he catches it. I thought that was cool. I like when he was fighting the blind guy in the uh, bamboo, bamboo forest. forest. Who's voice? Yeah, that was one of my favorite fights. Yeah, I was. I was a little disappointed because that's my one thing with this movie is that some fights are like blink of an eye. And I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see that fleshed out more. Mm. Um, it was really cool visually. Um, yeah. And the voice actor is Norio Wakamoto, who uh, was in Vampire Hunter. I think he was in Vampire Hunter. He was Dio in an audio CD of JoJo's in like the late 80s. Uh, he's uh, Johnny in the Guilty Gear video games. He's Chio Chan's weird orange cat dad. He, you know, you know Norio Wakamoto, believe me. And he's in this for like two seconds. He's like, I'm blind, but I'm extremely good. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, he loses because he's blind in the end. Listen, sometimes fights are short. It doesn't mean that they weren't a good match. Yeah, it is more realistic, right? In, like, real life, I think if you're fighting with swords, you're not really going to keep getting hit. Yeah. You're going to fuck up. And, Jackie, I think that you and I both didn't really understand what happened in this fight, or was it just me and I'm projecting? Wait, which fight? The bamboo forest fight where the blind guy is like, what? the fuck happened and he dies oh yeah i don't understand how that yeah how that ended miles do you understand i looked it up but if you have an understanding i think no you just explain it <laughs> so at one point he's so the main the main dude is fighting uh sorry um jubei is fighting uh what his name's like tutu or something um he's fighting him in the forest and then we see um utsutsu is his name um uh poison lady uh kagero comes in and she tries to like stab at the the swordsman and she misses and her sword is just stuck sideways in a bamboo plant and then later the blind guy is like jumping in to kill um jubei but his sword gets blocked by the um by kagero's sword Mm -hmm. which she left stuck in the bamboo Mm -hmm. so he thinks being blind he feels his sword being blocked thinks that it's jubei doing it and then the actual jubei stabs him I see. So he wasn't ready for an attack. He thought like, oh, he put his sword up horizontally because that's what I must have struck with my sword. Oh, shit. What is this other stabbing happening? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's one of those ones that it was pretty cool leading up to it, but then it's just over. Um, yeah. This movie also, like Vampire Hunter D, has some shadow perverts. This guy just loves like old people with like bumpy ass heads and their eyes <laughs> rolling around and being perverts and shadows. Yeah. Just turned up to 11. The main guy, though, also licks her leg without her consent because he wanted to suck out the poison. And she's like, I don't need any of that shit. I'm <laughs> immune to poison. Well, Stop she, trying to lick my leg. Well, I think she also is protecting him because if he tries yeah. to suck a wound in her leg, he's just going to die. Yeah. Because she's full of poison. Yeah. Overflowing. That girl is poison. Ah, uh, very good. Poison. Poison. Like literally, literally she is poison. <laughs> Wrong move, you're dead. 
Um, this this uh, movie predicted COVID nineteen and murder hornets and yep, yep. Uh, what else? I don't know. But the real enemy is this epidemic. Melting gold, taking care of immortal people in the ocean, as we know, happens every day now. Mm-hmm. But it's not an epidemic. It, they poison the water. No, but they but there is a real plague though. They say that don't they? Or is the whole plague a fabrication? Because at one point, I think the old guy is like, oh, they poisoned the well to make it seem like it was part of the plague. Oh, I thought that was the cause of the plague. Well, you know what? That is real because the plague is a hoax in uh, real life. No. (laughs) Um, But it it was funny because we're watching that and everyone's talking about uh, our true enemy is the epidemic. The ninja clan says in the beginning. And uh, Jackie said out loud, like, if they end up wearing fucking masks... And I was like, well, they are ninjas. But then there's a scene towards the end where the shadow uh, shogunate uh, like messenger is talking. And you can hear before they show him, you can hear that he's talking through a mask. And I was like, God damn it. I'm, uh, I'm kind of mad that the two people that should have had sex in this movie didn't. It really seemed like there, <laughs> like, there should have been sex what, in this movie. Like all of this like yeah. rape and like all of this like just uncomfortable sexual scenes. Like the, when she was like reporting back to her like i don't know whoever he was the commander guy and he the was like in chamberlain the, yeah chamberlain and, Will he's in, chamberlain and he's in the middle of just plow pluck. plowing some lady yeah and who didn't really seem that into it yeah i don't know and i didn't like that yeah she was not she was not like having a great time i don't know it reminded me of like something out of game of thrones like the sex yeah. position yeah this yeah, this feels it, like game of thrones for sure it's just weird it's like i mean it is i don't know it's like it is old old times it is old times but it is weird when media does this like they just turn to the audience and like hey remember women had no rights (laughs) and you're like you kind of think that's cool don't you you son of a bitch um but yeah i i think the you know the two people that should have had sex in this movie because like if you're a kid watching i mean not that a kid should watch this no you'd have such a fucked up understanding of sex and consent if you watch this yeah it'd be when a woman wants you to do it you give her a hug right <laughs> when she doesn't but you're a rock do it <laughs> well watch out for that poison so wait i'm a little confused did he not he didn't die at the end he did die at the end did he not die at the end did the he main, die the, the end? main guy yeah he did not die um but wasn't wouldn't isn't but he didn't have sex with her but he did he did hug her it? remember she says at one point like even if you hugged she says like hug me and you'll find out and she says, like, no one can even touch me or they'll get the poison. And so he just embraces her when she's naked for a little bit. And then later, the old guy just keeps assuming they made love. Uh, and he doesn't correct him. But uh, I think that was enough. I think him just touching her for a while antidoted I'm, him. Is is made love uh, what they were saying in Japanese? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I know that there's a way to say have sex in Japanese that's like the word sex is just sex like in one way of doing it is just say sex the English word and then the verb for to do. Mm. So it's just like do sex <laughs> like they were doing sex. Um, the actual like Japanese phrase for it. I don't know. It might be make love. Listeners okay. they, write in. They definitely had a word for it. They were like they didn't like sex wasn't invented. No, by in Japan English they're speakers. just like what do we do? How do we talk about this? Yeah. Um, a lot of parts of this reminds me of Jojo. Like the ending is basically the ending of part one, right? Yeah. Where Jonathan's fighting with Dio in the ship. There's, yeah. little, there's that. Um, the, what? the villain was, I mean, he was 
Dio-ish in that he was like immortal, basically. Yeah. But other than that, he was not very Dio-ish. But he did reattach a head to his body. And he's bisexual. And he's bisexual. Right. I thought that was very progressive. <laughs> well, it's, it is it is progressive, but it is also like the gay guy is an evil gay dude. And it's just like quirky that they're gay and bisexual. Yeah, that's true. It was this, it was sort of funny though that there was this love triangle among uh what's his name? Yuki Maru or Yuri Maru, the, yeah, the snake lady. Yeah. No, no, yeah, the snake lady is Zankuro, I think her name is. And then Yuri Maru is the guy who I believe is gay cuz he's like I have no interest in you and yeah. his power is a cup on a string, I think. The string guy, yeah. The wire yeah. guy. The guy that talks to his neighbor uh in the other house with a cup on a string. And electrocutes him, uh, who's defeated by a rat full of gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I love that conclusion of that love triangle. And then the other part of the triangle is uh, Genma, this dude who resurrected himself somehow after he got his head cut off by the main character riding a horse years ago. Uh, who, yeah, at one point Zankuro's like, "Hey, uh, I bet you wish you could have sex with this uh, with with uh, the boss, uh, but I do because he swings both ways." Uh, I'm going to tell him about our findings from today in bed. Does that bother you? And this guy's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm. There was another part that reminded me of Jojo. Just the fact that he had like poison that he was, was, didn't, didn't the um, pillar men like, I don't know, have some kind of thing. They put rings in Joseph's body. Yeah. A ring around his heart ventricle and a ring in his lung. And that kind of made, made him need to fight them. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's like maybe it's the poison very thing is similar. Material stakes, a very yeah. obvious ticking clock with like a deadline. Yeah. Which came first? Um, JoJo's. But I mean, this is a trope that goes back pretty far, I think. And this might be based on one of those Japanese novels I mentioned from decades earlier. Um, Wikipedia also says that this guy was uh, influenced by Western spy movies. I wonder if that's because it's like a deadly woman that he also kind of falls in love with. That sort of thing. I don't know. I guess there's aspects of it that feel James Bondian. Mm. Um, yeah, I really wish they had sex. Like, because her whole character, it was kind of stupid the way that it... She's so sad. Like, her her whole existence is just sad. Like, yeah. I mean, because also I think she wanted to have sex in part because she felt bad, but also I don't think she's ever had sex with anyone. No, she can't. Well, I, well or not she's, con- she's, not killed, con- she's killed people. Not consensually. You know, like either people rape her and they die or if she did ever like anybody enough to have sex with them, they also died. So like, yeah, she has like a really tragic, like a uh, teenage so set she of years, probably, I guess, maybe because she's a good person, probably didn't have sex with anyone. And anytime it's so, so but she's probably been raped a lot. Oh, um, boy. Um, you know, yeah, she's just always or 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 like does this thing where she like tricks the bad guy into having sex with her so that she can kill him that way. Yeah, but she apparently she could just hug people and like sweat That's on them. That's true. And she's also a ninja, so she doesn't need to do that. You can just, you know, kill well, them. Well, maybe if you're like, <laughs> I want to have sex, but I need to find someone who's a bad person. So when they die from having sex with me, I'm like, nah, whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a the praying Then it's just mantis. like meaningless... I don't know. I mean, but she can't someone's even, a pretty meaningful act. She can't even hug anybody. That's so sad. It's yeah. all so sad. And then the one Just time like that she finds a nice we guy. Close, we can't get close to each other. We have one, to keep our distance. The one time she finds a nice guy, he's just too nice. He's just he's too, too nice to nice. even, you know. I hope later when he's like fighting, he's like, I should have had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been so much more relaxed. <laughs> he's going to regret it. Yeah. 
do you think I, I feel like if they if like she ended up living because of course she she dies spoilers for this whole ass movie <laughs> i just for some reason pictured this like plot where he would be like i'm looking for a cure for the poison in your body and she's like thank you so much and he's like because i want to have sex with you <laughs> like that's got to be part of your motivation right maybe that's why he was so sad he was just like damn it should have done it yeah i mean what a dumbass this lady's like super hot and you're like one of the only people that can have sex with her because it will actually improve your life whereas most other people who get close to this woman women they die and Mm. you blew it maybe he was nervous you know yeah maybe he got nervous true a woman like throws her clothes off and is like do it now and you're already thinking about fighting this nemesis yeah he's like i don't have time for all that can we do this later (laughs) well that's probably what he thought he probably thought there would be a later yeah he was like don't come to the battle because i want you to live so we can do the beast with two backs (laughs) but uh this never comes to fruition he was like fuck i didn't think we'd have time i was nervous i've decided that's part of his character uh there's a guy made out of bees um that was cool that was fucking creepy when uh jubei slices his back open and i was like yeah this guy sucks this is another fast fight and then he kind of smiles and his back explodes to show that he's just a beehive uh i didn't like yeah that. That, i didn't see that coming i didn't, did not see that coming because yeah i saw that he this guy was like a bee mancer and he like answered a bee and i was about to write down like oh he's like guido mista from part five of jojo's talking to his bullets but then he just summons like thousands of bees. And I was like, this is a little different. Uh, and then somehow the female character, who, by the way, also apparently is dressed just like Lady Snowblood, a classic like 70s Japanese uh, female samurai or female ninja movie. Uh, she literally like shoots poison cherry blossom petals out of her sleeves. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um. One thing that I, I, a parallel I noticed to Vampire Hunter was it's another moment where the male main character is being like, you don't owe me anything, stop it. And she's being like, no, I owe you my life. But in reality, she's like, also, you're super cute. Um, but they're talking inside of a tree. I don't know if you guys remember that happening in oh, Vampire yeah. Hunter D Bloodlust. Like, I think he gets knocked out or he's yeah he runs out of energy in vampire hunter d because there's too much daylight and so she picks him up and puts him in the tree and then they have this conversation where they're kind of far away from each other but they have a mutual understanding and the woman is like i will fucking straight up murder you but she's really like we're good friends we have a good thing going on um so i noticed i just noticed the director used that device in both these movies yeah i guess the relationship is kind of similar to the one in vampire hunter d like they're like allies out of convenience there it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah Mm. it's just in vampire hunter d it's more satisfying because uh they both live and they mutually respect one another and uh you know not as much blue balls not as much blue balls blue bay uh what's his last name kibigami um (laughs) he's loosely based on a real life well legendary samurai uh, known as Jubei Yagyu, uh, who's like a folk hero. And Yagyu Jubei Mitsuyoshi is a folk hero samurai who had uh, possibly one eye and an eye patch, which may sound like Kenshin from Rurouni Kenshin, a very famous 90s anime. 
I was unsatisfied with this main character. I feel like I didn't really learn anything about him. Yeah. Or that he was just like kind of boring. I mean, yeah, I think that there's more like Vampire Hunter D, like Vampire Hunter himself. He didn't really do that much in that movie, but he has more mystique to him, mm-hmm. you know? And even like his power, we're like, I don't know what he does, but it's clearly cool. See, like he barely moves and things split wide open. This guy, I, he yeah. felt human. I liked him. He's the voice actor of Spike Spiegel. Um, what's funny, I think, is the um, the hypnotizing snake lady who also gets straight up naked is the voice of Julia in Cowboy Bebop. So they have conversations. Yeah, we that, meet again. Well, five years before Cowboy Bebop, actually. Um, but uh, I think he's cool. But yeah, it's kind of like if you've seen a, a samurai movie, you're like, I yeah, okay, I get it. He looks a little like Spike Spiegel. Yep, a little bit. It's a little too convenient that this old guy was like, I'm going to infect you with a poison, and I know this lady who conveniently lives in a nearby town, not like on the other side of the world, because who else has this power, uh, where like you'll guys, you guys will like fall in love and want to have sex, and, and that's how she cures people. Mm-hmm. He architects quite a lot. Uh, he's also very stretchy and springy. And has one of those staffs with rings that I don't understand. His does extend though; it's like a pole vault. Um, but yeah, I kind of I like these movies. I like that this this writer director just has an excuse to be like, "What's another crazy ass fucking villain?" I like the villain. The villains are creative. Yeah, the shadow guy barely gets his due. He uh, is also a gross pervert, but he's got that big like knife claw mechanical hand. And then he tries to like disappear into the shadows, which is part of his power. And the main character just throws a sword at him <laughs> and he dies. Does the gunpowder lady get naked too? Almost. Okay. Because I was she, like, I think every woman in this movie is naked. She like opens up her coat to spray her gunpowder everywhere. And you can see like her nipples through like the bandages that are covering oh, yeah. her torso. She's very, yeah, she's, she's dressed very But sexy. technically no. Okay. Um, yeah, one winner. Yeah, I like, I like her a lot. Um, she's cool I like that she has a scar on her face a few I think because mm. and that's the thing is the rat had a scar so she put gunpowder in the rat I wonder if she's like made her face a bomb or something yeah, in the she past. has gunpowder in her face maybe um, I also like that she yelled before uh, getting blown up um, which uh, it's kind of like yeah I don't know that you should really have so much explosives on your body at all times uh-huh. or if someone throws oil at you and you're smart enough to put out the candle you should probably still leave lady Turns out there was more than one candle on the boat. Who would have seen that? Um, what did we think of that final fight? Uh, it was I. I think I mostly was marveling at what Jackie pointed out. The fact that it's a final battle on a burning boat where the villain has his head reattached to his body and is immortal. Yeah. That was interesting. And in somewhat JoJo fashion, it, at the end of part two, Cars becomes immortal and Joseph ends up throwing him into space. So he doesn't kill him, but he can't do anything about it. Uh, and in this movie, this guy's immortal, so he becomes encased in gold and sinks to the bottom of the mm. ocean. Uh, Let's he, go. Where he can't do shit. Was this came before JoJo's? I don't remember what we said. Uh, it came after the JoJo manga, certainly. It came, but the the manga for this came after. There was no manga for this. Oh, this is. It's written movie. based on some books that I'm not sure which uh, books came when, but it, it, they possibly came decades earlier. The books did. Yeah. It's possible okay. these ninja books were like in the 60s, 70s. And these books are influential or is it just the movie that's influential? 
I the books might be influential within Japanese media and anime at wonder, large, but this movie itself is more influential on yeah anime because it's just like that ending just seems very close to JoJo's that I yeah wonder if Araki was inspired by this somehow. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could read it. You, like Araki could have read these books, but. I don't know that you'd be so struck visually at reading about like everything's on fire and they're fighting. So this movie came, but after the manga, the for first, Jojo, the first manga, yeah, ended. Yes. Okay. A few years after. Okay. Um, six years after, almost. Because I think fighting in a fire is a trope that happens. I'm sure I can't think of any other fucking examples, but it's a thing mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, it happens in fucking Dark Knight. Uh, no, Batman Begins. Uh. When Ra's yeah. al Ghul is talking to Batman and being like, in a few minutes, you're going to be taken. Uh, no. Um, there's like that burning <laughs> piece of wood falls down. Um, but yeah, it is oddly, oddly similar. I do like the idea of someone getting encased in gold. You know what? That kind of is a James Bond reference. Uh, Goldfinger encases a lady in gold, uh, which kills her, turns out. Um, if you get your entire body painted, mm-hmm. your skin can't breathe and you die. I think that's what my dad told me when I saw that part of the movie. What? Yeah. Scary. Your dad let you watch that movie too? Goldfinger? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Goldfinger's mm. pretty tame. And every boy should know how he feels about an Austrian villain about to, you know, damage your dick with a laser. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this. I, I agree that I, it's tone in its like exploitation themes of sex and violence was a little bit darker than I would have liked. Uh, it was still really cool. I think my favorite, one of my favorite shots is when we realize, or we're just thinking about the villain, the movie wants to remind us that he's out there. We get this image of his mullet ass hair and face sort of flickering for a second dead center. And then he laughs and opens his mouth and, uh, things kind of like invert white and black. And then, his teeth like chomp down on the middle of the screen. thought that was super cool. And I'd like to see a gif of it. I'm sure it's out there. Mm. Um, yeah. In general, like the, I, I like the art of these like old school anime for sure. Yeah. I Everyone is ugly though. I think the main guy was handsome. Yeah, that's true. Many people are ugly. Yeah. I think that's also this, this guy loves like bumpy ass old man with yeah. like fucking weird ass teeth. Um, the style was all dark and gritty yeah it was very gritty and there are some things they do that I'm just like oh yeah that is such a hallmark of anime like the string that's really thin it's interesting how Mm. it always ends up being like a dotted line you know because I guess in real life a string does kind of twist and so only parts of it are reflecting light Um, and then there's things that happen too where light coming through the paper through through the animation cell it has that sort of, I don't know how to describe it, where the light is diffuse and kind of it's like blooming, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like a simple diamond of white. It's kind of like gradient, like shining through. And I, I wonder how they do that. Maybe in like the machine when they're animating stuff, they actually let light bleed through. Animators right in and tell me what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Because, you know, some of this stuff they would clearly just do with a, you know, video effect filter in post. But, uh, you know, you ever watch like an old like 40s movie and they have credits and you're like, what the fuck did you do? How did you do this? That's true. It's like technically just somebody holding a 
credits thing, but you know, it doesn't seem like it. I like that part with the fireflies. That was pretty. What part was that? Right. It's like very early on in the relationship of the two main characters and they're having some discussion and there's fireflies everywhere. It's very pretty. Oh, uh, they're, I, they're like by a river. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't remember that. Come on. I'm sorry. Sorry. Jackie, did you have a visual moment you liked a lot? Um, no. Just say, say it was the vagina snake. I like the snakes, the tattoo snakes. On that the was lady. cool, yeah. I like that, that they move. And it turns, yeah. I like that. That was cool. He's just being hypnotized to just fall into the water or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was cool. I would definitely see more stuff by this guy. I don't know what else he's done. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. I think that we just feel that it was a little bit more shallow and not as good feeling as Vampire Hunter duh. Yeah, now that we're talking about it, there was like a ton of super cool vi- visual stuff. Uh, the action was really good. It just like felt gross to me to watch it sometimes. Yeah. You didn't show this to your kid, did you? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's ruined the way Fargo ruined me. <laughs> trying to see what else. He hasn't really done anything since 2000. Oh, don't tell me he's dead or something. No, he's still around. He's just lazy. Yoshiaki Kawajiri, get off your ass. Think up some weird-ass villains. I got a bunch of ideas. Hit me up. We'll do a thing. One of his favorite directors is John Carpenter. Me too. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Listeners, if you have opinions on what we should watch next week, feel free to tweet to us. You go to at JJBpod. You can also write to our email. And uh, as as you saw, we will read it if you write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. I'm going to stop for a second and uh, address, I said, what else has this director done? Uh, he apparently did key animation on a 1972 project called New Moomin. Yet another Moomin's no connection way. to an anime. The Moomin's have their tent. They have their hands on everything in Japanese uh, media. Um, oh, he did Cyber City Oedo Oedo Eight. I've always been intrigued by that name. Um, and he did the bat. He did part of Batman Gotham Knight, which is a bunch of anime directors doing Batman. Have you seen that, Miles? No, it sounds okay. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "This looks fucking awesome." It's just a bunch of anime directors' take on Batman. We all like Batman. I bought Batman Arkham Knight for the PlayStation for four dollars, and uh, I don't like it. I think it's a bad game. Really. Did yeah. you did you play you didn't play Arkham Asylum though, right? Or Arkham City? I did and I really, really liked it. And this one I don't like because it seems like all of it is driving the stupid car and I don't want to oh, drive a stupid wait. car all day. Wait, wait, wait. Because there's four games. What's the other one? Because I feel like that is actually how most people felt, but there's another one that people said brought it back. I could have sworn. I don't know. Um I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Remember you can also follow us on Twitch. I have not streamed as promised. Sometimes when I want a game, I'm just like anxious and I want to like chill out. And so streaming gives me anxiety. But I did buy All-Star Battle and I can stream it. The JoJo game from 2013. And I might do it. So follow twitch.tv slash jjbpod. Um, I'm also someone who likes Arkham Asylum over Arkham City, believe it or not. Arkham Origins is the other one we're not thinking of. Yes. Okay. That one people said was good. It was returned to form because it was by the original studio. 
Um, yeah, I've heard Arkham Knight is not very good. It sucks. Wow. I also bought Last of Us and I played it for a little bit and I got too scared and eventually I'll play it again. All right. Everyone nice. says the new one is sad. Anyway, that's enough talk. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this movie was on Hulu. Um, what else is on Hulu? Write to write to us. Have a good week. I gotta go. Uh, bye. Good night. <laughs> bye. Bye. Weird ending, guys. Yeah.